COVID song. <laughs> Fair. Don't stand so close to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sting of the Police. One of their lesser hits. But the other one's the stalking song. Uh, Which Every Breath You Take. Oh, yeah. I'll Be Watching You. Right. It's a little creepy, a little you bit, know? A little bit. Uh, but it's got, I don't know, it's got over a, a billion hits or something on YouTube. Yeah. I was like, okay. Back in the day when you could stalk your spouse, you know, or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and it was okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me give you uh, a couple of names. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Mm. No. Okay. See what happens when you do that? Oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 I've tried to watch some of that. I can't. It's just, no. It's, no. it's just a reminder. There are people that are just not like us. Mm. That's it. You know? That's also true. You make, uh, you make well, I don't know, 50, 80, 100 million. Mm. You blow it mm. on ice cream, booze, and drugs. Yeah. I, I'd be happy making it. You know? <laughs> right. But I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. 8.07 is the time. The rain is uh, pretty much bailed out. Yeah, I think it's about done. Sprinkled a little bit on the way in this morning. Um, Red Sox. What are you doing? <laughs> Damn. Um Toronto won 6-2 to two on Monday. Uh, they won 6-5 to five yesterday. Okay, Red Sox getting closer. <laughs> Come on, baby. Okay, baby steps. Yep. So, going to try it today. Yep. Uh, Red Sox and Blue Jays first pitch, 7 7 uh, tonight. And uh, tomorrow, uh, go for the split. I'll, I'll take that. That's at 3.07 first pitch tomorrow afternoon. You can hear all the action on Newstalk 99.7 WNTK, AM 1490, 98.9 WUVR. I was looking at uh, Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 but. Okay, chill. Um, yesterday, uh, the Dow was down 809 points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or 2.38%. But I was looking at the uh, Dow futures overnight. Mm-hmm. Everything's up. Oh, is it? Everything's up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they get they get the yips. Why did they get spooked yesterday? I forget. Oh, jeez. Um, there was something. Inflation, um, uh, housing housing yeah. prices were up 20%. Uh, that, that was weird. Uh, plus, Russia has shut off natural gas to Poland and a couple of other countries. Mm, going, yeah. Fine. You're going to back Ukraine? Well, we're shutting off your gas. <laughs> and they're like, oh, damn. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's getting ugly. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, Dow Futures right now uh, up 0.66. Uh, NASDAQ is up 2.3. Uh, crude oil is down. Yay. Uh, silver is up. Um, gold is down. So, hmm. so yeah, one one, um, one day, you know. One day doth not make. It really doesn't. And what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, sell low, buy high? Right. No. Right. That's not the way it's going to go, kids. Yeah. So, yeah, I might as well just, just kind of stick with what you got for the moment. Just relax. Now, I saw this story, and I'm thinking to myself, um, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Right? No, no. Picture your picture you. You're a lunchroom manager uh, at a school. Okay. Okay. Yes. And she's being ordered to be to pay back twenty three thousand dollars after six years of inflated paychecks. All right. Okay. Yep. Last week. Christy Payne posted a letter online she got from the school system telling her she owes $23,465.50 after she was paid the wrong salary following her promotion to manager in 2016. Okay. Letter offered her the following three repayment plans. One, one lump sum. Two, 
a yearly payment of $3,910.90 for the next six years, or three, an additional $325.91 taken from each paycheck for the next 72 months. The letter also said an additional $254 will be added to the total each month. The balance is not paid back. Wow. Uh, and they reached out to the school superintendent for a response. Didn't get any. I'm, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Um, yeah, how's that her fault? Yeah, I, I, I don't get this. Yeah. She was promoted to manager. Right. I got a pay raise. Yeah. Woo-woo. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, six years later, no, you pay back the $23,465.50. I wonder what the legality is behind that. Uh, there's got to be some attorney that's going to go, oh, hold the phone. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't understand how that would hold up. And and so you, you either pay it back one lump sum, uh, so much a year for six years, or so much a month for 72 months. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to add an additional $254 each month. The balance is not paid back. That's like being put into debtor's prison, saying, until you pay, we're going to keep adding. <laughs> well, how the hell can I pay if I'm in jail? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I saw that, and I went, unless there's something here that I'm not seeing. Um, yeah. She, I mean, I could understand if she... Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I could understand, obviously, if she embezzled it mm -hmm. or, you know, there was an a intentional mistake. Yeah. But... I mean, she if they was just paid the wrong up, salary. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but... So I mean, I, I think that's up to the school district to just say, "Whoops, write so, it off." So six years, six years uh, at twenty-three, eh, call it twenty-three thousand. So we're talking a little less than four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Um, so you were promoted to manager, you got an extra four grand a year. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is Alabama. You know, they're not overpaying down there. No. Um, so it's like okay. Yeah. Um, and she's still there after six years, so she obviously was doing the job. Right. And you're going to keep her. Yeah. Because if you're if going to take $325 right. a month out for 72 months. Right. Insinuates you're going to keep yeah. her. Yeah. So it's like, what's the problem? Yeah. I just saw that when something's not adding up. Yeah. And math is not my strong suit. But I'm just going, <laughs> I think she's getting shafted. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like something's definitely up there. Um. Somebody made a mistake and went, oh, 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 you got to pay it back. Well, I got to pay it back. It's, it sounds like the person that made the mistake is probably trying to, yeah. Now all of a sudden it's gone national and they're like, uh-oh. Right. Yeah. They're talking about it in New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know, I, I guarantee you, if, if she set up like a GoFundMe page at this point, she'd probably make that back plus tenfold, you know. But it's just, it's, you know. So you got Johnny Depp and Amber mm -hmm. blowing millions. Yeah, right. And here's a school lunchroom manager being told to pay back twenty three thousand. We overpaid you over six years. Yeah. Wow. That's a tragedy. Not yeah. Johnny Depp right. and Amber Heard. Yeah. Right. It's just wow. I know. Unbelievable. It is. Then you got people like Elon Musk buying Twitter for you know two hundred fifty billion dollars or whatever it is. I know. I know. Uh, and he's saying, "Yep, yep, we're gonna we're gonna make Twitter free, and, and you can say anything you want." I mean, I thought that was already the case. Well, no. They, no? They've gone in and tried to... Remember, they, they shut Trump down. Oh, that's right. And uh, so now some of the Twitter people are saying, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't work. I, I don't... I, I don't. This is a hostile work environment. <laughs> like, wow. Why? Uh, because you're supposed to say... You're allowed to say anything you want. Yeah. What's the problem? Right. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do... Well, wait a minute. Isn't that what you guys... Oh, well, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't... Um, uh, you can't win. I don't quite get it, no. but um, 
um, Betty White, mm. um, her California home, yep, um, sold after a month being listed on the market. Wow, uh, for two and a half million more than it was advertised for. <laughs> there you go. Yep, four bedroom, four and a half bath, point uh, three acre lot. That's pretty small. Okay, that's nothing. No. Um, originally listed for seven point nine five million, sold for ten point seven seven. That's the way the market's going. I was going to say, yeah, that's true. That's the way it's going. Yeah, uh, they bought the land in 1978. Uh, she and her husband Alan Ludden mm-hmm. for 170 thousand, <laughs> a point point three acre lot. Yeah, which is nothing. So, well, um, that's one of the reasons Wall Street was spooked uh, because Betty White. Uh, no housing prices, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but that's just indicative of yeah. what's going on. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I don't and know. the good I mean, news is, if you bought your house, uh, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, mm-hmm. woo, you can make a killing. Yeah. The bad news is, now you've got to go find another place to well, live. Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I bought my house what six years ago when everything was still reasonable, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, if I wanted to sell it today, I could bank a bunch of money. Absolutely, but, but I don't have anywhere to go. And I'm not going to move back into my dad's house. No. Because I'm, you know. Do you, do you really want to go the apartment route again? <laughs> no. Yeah, see, I couldn't. No. I, couldn't. I, I don't think I could. I mean, I could if I had to, but I wouldn't by choice. <sighs> it's just so much nicer. Just... I don't know where I put the gator. And the, the, well, that's, I mean, the, the, well, the, once you own a the house, canoes, there's so yeah, much yeah. stuff, you know. It's just, it would be a nightmare. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a hoarder by nature, but when you own a place, you collect stuff. You do. Yeah, I mean, I just have a basement entire yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just yeah. Yeah, that's the problem, and I do not want to go uh, back to a condo or an apartment. I just yeah. uh, listen to somebody fighting upstairs, right. the kids screaming downstairs. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Yep. Plus, I've seen. I have some friends that live in condos, and I've seen some of the uh, association fees. Mm. Ow, ow. Yeah. And oh, by the way, the garage door has to stay down at all hours of the day. You mm. can't have two cars parked in the driveway. Right. Uh, it's like. Hello. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, sorry. Yeah. I just paid four hundred thousand for this, and you're going <laughs> to tell me no. Mm-hmm. So I know. Uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, I, do, I just don't like the lack of freedom. You, you know, I mean, you can't do anything on the yard. No, my you know, house. You can't. Yeah, you know, garden or plant or. Are you going to leave that that thing that uh, rake out there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I wasn't going postal i would mm-hmm. i just no I know. Uh, yeah i'm you know i'm not living with mom and dad anymore yeah okay yeah that's over right but yeah, uh, yeah i mean i understand the, the concept behind the association fees and and but, yeah but you know all blinds must be down at a certain right a certain it's angle. a bit excessive and I'm like yeah. what what do you have the venetian police out there measuring <laughs> right um i just i don't know but you know there will always be that one person that'll complain uh, I know a couple people said, my dream is to buy 100 acres right in the damn middle. Mm. Put my house. Yeah. I don't see anybody. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. That'd be, yeah. yeah. We'd all like just that. Just do like solar power or something and just live off the grid. Totally self-sustaining. Yep. I don't see anybody. I don't hear yeah. anybody. All good. Yep. 817 is the time. All right. Now that we bummed you out totally, <laughs> uh, we'll take a break and be back with more.
she is Belladonna, Stevie Nicks, Tom Petty. Stop dragging my heart around. Somebody, uh, 822 was the time. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a, uh, a video clip, and I had heard it, um, hadn't seen it, uh, but I heard that it was floating around. And uh, this guy is, is eminently quotable, and um, I actually uh, heard his whole speech. It's Senator John Kennedy. He's a, um, a Republican United States senator from Louisiana. He originally was a Democrat, but said that the Democrats left him. So he switched and became a Republican. And the guy is eminently quotable. Um, he has common sense uh, in abundance. Uh, and it's unfortunate that more people don't uh, listen to this guy. Um, but the, the, the one quote he sent me, uh, this pretty much sums up my philosophy of life. Um, and if you listen to the show, you get it. And, and I think you probably share the same thing. He did this at the uh, CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee uh, convention, a couple months ago. Uh, so here's a, a short clip. Uh, Senator Kennedy from CPAC. I believe that Arlington National Cemetery. Have you been? If you haven't, go. If you've been... Go twice, go again. I believe that Arlington National Cemetery contains 400,000 reasons why you should stand your ass up for the national anthem. I mean, there you go. You know, that's it. I, I, I just said, yep, that pretty much sums it up for me. <laughs> uh, any people want to take a knee? I'm sorry, man. Uh, the senator said it perfectly. No. 400,000 reasons why you should stand your ass up for the national... Amen. No. You got it, brother. So, yeah, I heard that, and the place erupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I guess that tells you what color my neck is. It's nice um, to know that some people still have a sense of morality and decency out there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But, you know, again, it goes back to Ricky Gervais. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Right. Hello. No. So, uh, but he's, he's very much that kind of uh, a pragmatist and, mm. and just hello what's the problem right i get it senator you're yeah. preaching to the choir i just I, with all of the brilliant minds that exist in this country i just find it so odd that the people we choose to lead are just who they are <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know i mean there's just such brilliant people out there and they just just get buried just because they're not you know okay now, now extrapolate that out um in the whole universe. Yeah, right. We're at the top of the food chain. <laughs> I watched Armageddon the other night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Really? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so as, I lay out there and see the stars, and I'm looking at billions of planets, and we're it. We are the big kahuna. Yep, that's it. Oh, man, that's that's troubling. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, I think the, the biggest example um, I can give to that, go back to... 1976, there was a uh, uh, first congressional race. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think Norm DeMore, I think Norm was out. Um, Anyway, um, and the Republicans were trying to nominate somebody. Maybe he was up, and they were trying to run somebody against him. And uh, a guy named John Adams won. Yep. John John Adams. Yeah. He was a cab driver mm-hmm. he was in jail at the time for a dewey 
Um, and he won the nomination because it was the bicentennial year. John Adams, way, right. yay! It's <laughs> like what? Right. What? Yeah. Uh, and guess what? He didn't win. Um, but it's like, why would you do that? All right. Get caught up in that. That's New Hampshire's il- classic illustration. You know, John Adams got the nomination. Like who? He didn't even run. Somebody just say, "Hey, John, let's go with it. Patriotic and wow, yeah." And looks well, like that uh, Verm, vermin supreme. Is that the guy? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With a boot. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I, I get that you want to. You, you want to throw a vote away. You know, right. just, well, it's just, like the people that vote for Mickey Mouse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get that, no. but, but um, to to do it so blatantly, it's right. like. Okay, yeah. now you're going to sit there and whine about you don't like the congressman who's in there. Yeah. You had a chance to do yeah. something. <laughs> He's played a joke. And you played a joke. Yeah. Uh, so, come on, knock it off. I know. Knock it off. It's ridiculous. Um, so, do you, are you one of the 58% of Americans that have uh, antibodies? Uh, I think so. Okay. I think so. Can I have some? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't had it, right? Huh? You haven't had it. No. No. I had the shots, the boosters. I've done all that. I've had stuff. the shots too. Yeah, uh, I think I had COVID back in November. Maybe oh, really? I think I don't know. I mean, it was because I had the vaccine. It was very, very mild, so it just kind of felt like a cold. But I, I'm pretty sure I didn't have that. I'm just based it on my uh, couple other family members had it too, and it was the same kind of thing that I had. So, hmm. well, I guess 58 percent. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's almost two thirds. But then, some people got sick with COVID. Mm-hmm. They got treated, and then they got COVID again. Right. And they're like, okay, yeah. I'm confused. Well, the other thing I was thinking was because they, they specifically mentioned that that didn't include vaccinations. So that's 58% just from getting COVID. Oh, okay. So with the va- people that, with the vaccination, and you think that would be almost 100% at this point. I would. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know. All right. Well, look, it is uh, 828. We've got uh, a good thing you put on a tie. Uh, we've got guests in the studio today. I know. All right. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back with more right after this. Daddy West, last time I saw him. Uh, Diana Ross did that song. She got a number one out of it. Hmm. Daddy West did the original. She only made it to number eight. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we, got a, we got a gang in here today. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just a gaggle. Just lock the doors. <laughs> this is what yeah, happens when you don't. I know. Right, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, Visiting Nurse Association back in the house. Okay. Now, now, fix the mic the way you wanted it. <laughs> it's all about me, Peter. What a diva. <laughs> uh, who are you? <laughs> Good morning. It's Kathy Raymond from there Lake Sunapee Region VNA and Hospice uh, for our Home Care Matters segment. And I'm going to be on the air briefly and turn it over to the experts. Which, which one's the expert, Grace or Amy? Both of them. Oh, okay. Amy, really? Two experts. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, Grace Rapetti is our music therapist and is part of our hospice program because we music is a very powerful tool for coping and healing. And so she's here. Um, and 
We'll share a little more about that. I like this. You and I get stressed. We get her to come in. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Music for us yeah. Show yeah. Us just, just Phil. I'm liking this. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Wait till you hear her voice. And then Amy Ledwell has a, had a fairly recent experience with hospice with her mother, and she really wanted to kind of share, you know, what that meant to them, what, you know, a little bit about that personally that she went through. And music was a big part of it. So I am so happy they're here. Amy is a... Uh, came up from the Boston area so kudos to her um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let Amy take my seat and take my mic and let the experts talk about this and I'm gonna just enjoy <laughs> how did, it how did it get to be your seat and your mic hey she's comfortable I'll, doing I'm it the guest. She's amazing. we'll so, be right back so, with Kathy and Matt <laughs> <laughs> that's right watch out wow. <laughs> All right. yeah right so, to I'm play, gonna play me a song I need to, I'm stressing <laughs> you got it you got it <laughs> so I will let Amy sit down and Good. and then they can you know start the conversation let Amy sit in my chair in your chair no <laughs> oh, it's your chair thank you Kathy oh how are you Good. I feel so privileged. Wow. <laughs> We're fighting over you. This yeah. is great. <laughs> Woo. Can't wait to tell my husband about that. <laughs> you use Matt's name, not mine. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> so this is the amazing Amy Ledwell. Um, and oh, I got to meet her um, by getting to meet her mother, who was somebody I will remember forever. She was a patient on our services and just an incredible woman, art teacher, extraordinaire, had a heart that you could, that just filled the room. Um, and such an amazing woman. I mean, she, she was battling ALS, but she was the type of person where you look so far past the illness that she had because she had such a resilient spirit um, and Amy is joining us today which is so special because we don't often get to have the take of a family member and what the experience was like from your perspective so thank you so much for joining us today it's an honor to be here we had such an amazing experience all thanks to Lake Sunapee VNA and I'm just really pleased to be able to have the opportunity to pay it forward. Mm. You know, now, you, you mentioned that. Um, is there a difference of how you see somebody in hospice as opposed to how she sees somebody in hospice? Oh, I think absolutely. Um, because when you're losing somebody really close to you, it's gonna be a traumatic experience and all of the senses are gonna be heightened. For me, I know what I'm going into when I'm going into it, which life doesn't often afford you that knowledge, um, but I at least have some preparation and knowledge of what I can be expecting. Whereas this, you know, I don't know, this could have been a first for Amy. Losing a mom is one of the hardest things you have to go through, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's very different, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, she's at a remove, you weren't. So that's why you can see things differently. That's right. And I think when you're in a terminal disease process, in my mom's case, it was ALS. So it was a neurological <clears throat> disease where the muscles are wasting. So you're watching the person lose their abilities, either physical or cognitive. In my mom's case, it was all physical. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
um, I may be skipping ahead, but by mm-hmm. the time she passed, the the grief was was sort of unexpected in that I had really realized that I had been losing parts of her along the way. Mm-hmm. And so has that been a long time coming? And so when the finality happened, yeah, yeah, she got it was probably a two and a half year process. Um, so when the event took place and she actually passed, certainly it was <clears throat> difficult and mm. devastating and heartbreaking, but it was also sort of relieving and in a very weird way, almost beautiful, mm-hmm. if I can mm. use that term, um, because she was so peaceful and had been struggling so much um, the closer she got to passing. Mm-hmm. And yet the hospice team prepped us and and really helped um, the conversations around the acceptance and around somewhat what to expect. But I think the big thing that I reflect on is that it was a chance to really take a step back and think about what kind of memories we were creating Hmm. um, in those last few months and weeks when we had the hospice, um, which I hadn't thought about prior to them stepping in. I was so concerned with what's going to happen, what do I do if this, if she starts Hmm. choking, if she falls down the stairs, if she does, you know, any of those horrific things that you imagine, and not really taking as full an opportunity to just be with her and to just Mm. if she knows the danger so if she was going to fall she was going to fall and maybe conscious or unconscious that was her decision and her purview to you know maybe she might have thought that would have been better to whatever she had pictured the end being in the end it never nothing horrific happened and it just sort of happened all naturally but that opportunity to um really be more intentional about how we spend the time how we find ways for her to communicate and so forth it gave you options that you didn't have before to allow yourself to think and to accept these things wow Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely saw Amy accepting the full experience and doing it with a fearlessness as well as Tekla and also being able to utilize all of our services in ways that was really profound. Like you would know, okay, I think now would be a good time for chaplaincy. Now would be a good time for music. And um, whereas it's not very common, there were times where you said, okay, today would be the day were for you to come. I think we really need you today. And, you know, it didn't matter if it was a snowstorm, if it was a Sunday, I'd be there. You know, I would I would come and be there because I knew that that was what you guys needed. Now, see, I'm kind of curious. I understand why she's there. Yes. Okay? But you plug yourself in and mm-hmm. plug yourself out like a guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just <laughs> sure. take the guitar, plug it in, hey, I'm here, and then you unplug it and you go away. Mm. How do you 
how do you mm. check in emotionally mm. and check out emotionally? Oh, that's a really, really good question. So when you work in hospice, regardless of what your services that you're providing, you have to have really, really good professional boundaries, you know, because you can't bring something home from your personal life into the visit and you can't bring something from the visit to your personal life. It's almost as if you're changing clothes. You're still you, but you have to really go in with the right mindset and be able to compartmentalize. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does, mm -hmm. um, but it's easy to say. A little yes. more difficult to implement. That's true. And, you know, I find that there are patients that I remember forever. And, like, Tekla is one of the patients that I remember forever. And I think about her often. And I think about some of the beautiful occurrences that happened um, with her. And every time I play a certain style of music, it reminds me of Tekla because Amy and Tekla would say, hey, do you know this song? Could you learn this for next week? And and then now I use this song all the time and, and it's like I feel Tekla's spirit and I see her dancing every time I play these songs. You know, so I think I think I just I find a way to incorporate the spirit of the person as I move along. You know, but you really do have to keep like, um, you have to keep your boundaries. Uh, you know, especially when you're, you know, when you're working professionally. I, I just find it interesting that you've been exposed to people that you, through the job that you otherwise would not have been introduced to. Totally. And now they're part of your who you are. Absolutely, and and you meet people from every walk of life, from every walk of life too, and and you get this very special window into a world and and it's not a normal time either it's a heightened time as we talked about before you know so you see you see a lot of emotion and you see the good and the bad but you see the beauty and in this situation you really saw the beauty um in my mom's case so she had als it started with her um mouth so i think that's a bulbar form of uh, als where the muscles around your lips and your mouth start uh, deteriorating and so speech gets affected swallowing gets affected and then eventually in my mom's case the the um what do you call it your arms and legs um sort of came a lot later but so when we started hospice and we found out that there was music therapy you know my mom was as grace said she was an art teacher but she was a lover of all things mm-hmm life and color and art um she loved to garden she was really into music she'd sort of dance around you know whenever she could and so when we found out about music therapy i didn't really know what to expect but everybody kept saying wait till you meet grace <laughs> she has a voice like an angel she can play anything she'll learn anything and so when she first came i remember she just the minute she walked through the door, her presence just sort of felt like very comforting and very healing. And you sort of knew, okay, we're in good hands and whatever happens, mom is just gonna like have the best day ever. And <laughs> so um, I was asking my mom, you know, what kind of music do you like what do you re what do you remember what are you in the mood for and she just was always agreeable to pretty much anything and so she'd say i don't know via her speaking app on her mm -hmm. phone mm -hmm. <laughs> but then i remembered i sort of had this quick memory of when i was a kid she loved to listen to we had all the billboard uh top 
hits or whatever mm-hmm. from the doo-wop era. And so I started saying to Grace, like, I don't know what some of the songs are, but like, let's go to the hop and mm-hmm. wake up little Susie mm-hmm. and all those yeah. songs. And my mom just was like with her hands and her eyes, she was really lighting up. And I was like, and Grace lit up and I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be like, we're in for a ride. <laughs> right? You got something out of it, too. Yes. I, I, so, so fun. I so clearly remember like playing the song that maybe we'll be able to play for you. I don't know if we have time, but we're going to. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. But I remember just Amy and her mom sitting together, like holding each other and just dancing together like they're at the hop, just bopping to this together. Sitting on the couch because mom was pretty yeah. immobile at that point. Point, Can you yeah. do smoke on the water? Smoke oh, on the yeah, water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fire in the sky. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, tell you what. Hold that note. Okay. We have to take a break. Then we're going to come back, and I want to hear what sure. you, what you're going to do. Absolutely. All right. You want to warm up your coffee? Come on back. Join us. <laughs> we'll be right back. Here we go. All right. Grace Rapetti has been uh, prepping now. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you just look so relaxed. And, and oh, Amy you. was right. You do have a presence. Oh, thank When you, you walked in, it's like, mm-hmm. is my tie straight? Is she up? What? Ooh. What, I, I got to be on my best behavior. What, what? No. No, you have a presence. Yeah. You do. You know, I think that's a part of it, too, is you have to learn how to build rapport fast. You know, how how do you go into a place where, you know, you're meeting people for the first time and you're sharing all of these, like, very personal experiences together? That's, yeah. that's a skill that you build with time. There's something that I noticed immediately, which was definitely true with you, and I think most of the people that came from hospice was when they walk in the door, they look at you and they ask a question and they hold the space and they're Mm. not fiddling with their phone and doing stuff they're really paying attention Mm. to you Mm -hmm. and there's something very disarming Mm. and Mm. unexpected about that because it doesn't happen that often when Mm. you really think about it all right. Mm, all right. Well, uh, yeah. everybody's been giving you a buildup. Oh gosh! Come on. I'm <laughs> okay. Here. Okay. So, so absolutely. So, let me just say real fast. So, you think about hospice. You think about songs. Sometimes you would think about the slow and the peaceful, which there is absolutely a place for that. Mm-hmm. But as as Amy was mentioning before, Tekla was a lo- you know had a love for the rock and roll, the the songs that you could really dance to, mm-hmm. and. As a music therapist, you're not just thinking music for music's sake. You're thinking, how can I use this music to work on non-musical goals? And for Tekla, it was providing her a sense of agency and control, you know, that maybe her body at that point wasn't affording her, but her cognitively was just so wanting to get out. So how can I give her the choices? Tekla, today, do you want to hear, you know, Wake Up Little Susie, or do you want to hear Dream, Dream, Dream? Which which one do you want to hear? You know, and then also just the uplift in mood. Those were my two goals with her, mm. providing a sense of agency and control, uplift in mood, and bonding within the family so so we'll think about that as we as we sing and if you'd like to sing with me amy amy sometimes takes a um a real active approach which is awesome okay so grace knows the words i need a little help so she's pulling that up yep yep okay let's see all right here we go it's right here if you just want to scroll up wake up little susie wake up Wake up, 
Little Susie, wake up. We've both been sound asleep. Wake up, little Susie, and weep. The movie's over, it's four o'clock, and we're in trouble deep. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up, little Susie. Well, what are we gonna tell your mama? What are we gonna tell your pop? What are we gonna tell our friends when they say, Ooh la la, wake up, little Susie. Wake up, little Susie. Well, I told your mama that you'd be in by ten. Well, Susie, baby, looks like we goofed again. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up, little Susie. We gotta go home. Sing it. Woohoo! Wake up, little Susie. Wake up. Wake up. Little Susie, wake up. The movie wasn't so hot. It didn't have much of a plot. We fell asleep, our goose is cooked, our reputation is shot. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up, little Susie. Well, what are we gonna tell your mama? What are we gonna tell your pop? What are we gonna tell our friends when they say, Ooh la la, wake up little Susie, wake up little Susie, wake up little Susie. Yes! Wow. That's right. The band is back together. That's right. Here man, we oh are. <laughs> we're hitting the town now. And, and so you were doing that with your mom? And yeah. just grooving and having oh a ball. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. She, so she, you know, couldn't speak very much, and her saliva's all gurgling in her throat, and her hands are weak, but yeah. she would just sit there rocking and rolling. And I'm telling you, I think you came once a week, but that joy just wow. spilled over into the day. And if we were having any you know, conversations where there was resistance about, Mom, we need to think about this, or we need to start putting this in place. Grace would come, and it was just sort of like, yeah, whatever, okay. You know, it just sort of really produced some grease, and um, Hmm. it was really helpful. Oh, thank you very much. Well, practice, you could be pretty good. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) That was really good. I appreciate that. So is is music, now, uh, both of us have, come up through radio mm-hmm. as as, mu- as disc jockeys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we get music. Um, you probably love and, music. And, well, yeah. yeah. Um, but to us, music is a common denominator mm-hmm. in people's lives. Oh, yes. Do you find that your music therapy is a common denominator for everybody? Absolutely. Okay. So it doesn't matter who I'm meeting, what age. When I go in and I figure out what their favorite music is, that immediately builds a bridge. You know, they might see me and think, oh, okay, so she's in her mid to late 30s. I'm I, ethnically I'm ambiguous. I don't know. Like, mid to late 30s? Yes. I had, I had you like early 20s. Oh, my. Well, thank you very wow. much. But, wow. <laughs> but, you know, you, you look at somebody and you have preconceived notions, right? Sure. But, but the second they say, 
I like Merle Haggard, and you say, oh, okay, like which Merle Haggard song oh, would you want? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then we bust into Oki from Muskogee, yeah. yeah. and then it's like we're friends. It's like we immediately know each other, and there's a common bridge that we build together. Yeah. And there's nothing, frankly, I don't know anything other than music that can do that that fast. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, do you do this a lot? Yes, this really? is my full-time job. Really? Yes, this is my full-time job. And then I, I, I gig, um, I have a band um, up in Norwich, Vermont, called the Tricksters, and, and we gig uh, together, and I do solo gigs. So I get kind of my performance chops. I keep them, you know, handy. Wow. Um, but my whole life, uh, I've just been a sponge for music and all kinds of music. You and have to be. You have yeah. to be, and and that's that's what allows you know you to walk into a room and say, okay, Amy, what kind of what kind of music does your mom want today? You know, and it could be anything from Eva Cassidy to Elvis. You know, yeah. and and you got to be able to. And see that, and with me, it's country, it's it's rock and roll, yes. it's Sinatra, uh, yes. it's like you go wherever. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and. It, music, especially when it's your favorite music, it hits you where you're well. And it doesn't matter if you're sick. It doesn't matter e even if you're towards the end of your life. Music reaches that place where you're well. And we can connect with that together. If people want more information on hospice, mm -hmm. where do they go? Okay, so Lake Sunapee Region, VNA. If you go to our website, you can find out all about hospice. Um, and then if you Google the number, you just can call anytime and then they'll connect you to the right person. Kathy, am I saying it right? Is there anything else I should add? Nope, good. Okay, all right, <laughs> good. I think it's lakesunapevna.org. Perfect, thank yeah, see, you. We don't you see, know. See, yeah, I, can, I contributed. <laughs> yes, you did, yes, you did. Wow, all right. um, that was wonderful. Thank and, you. and the fact that you have uh, somebody here that can say, oh yeah, I saw and I got to enjoy, so it wasn't just for mom, you got something out of it as well. Oh, huge, huge. Yeah. I mean, it has, it has, I just was telling Grace last week, I think that experience has everything to do with why I have mostly great memories from that time as opposed to horrific. Mm. Yeah, wow. Uh, Amy, thank you for coming in. You're welcome. Grace, Thanks thank for you, thank me. you, thank you. My pleasure. Don't be a stranger. Oh, absolutely not. With or without yeah. the guitar, come on in. <laughs> okay, All sounds right. good. We, uh, we've got news on the way. Going to be back on the other side. Uh, we got a full hour next hour, so uh, come on back.
I will say this with much reverence and love. She's a freak of nature. Yeah. <laughs> she really is. Yeah. She's doing that live. Yeah. Um, in a, in a uh, radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got her guys just sitting there with a guitar and drum, and, and she's standing up there with a heavy coat and a microphone, and belt it sounds as good as the recording studio it's amazing yeah she did um she guest hosted uh snl like a year or two ago yeah and uh she did this skit where she was a contestant in the bachelor okay where she was one of the uh contestants yeah and uh she kept breaking into songs as as they were doing um the the show quote unquote and it was perfect. I mean, it just it even those just sounded like studio quality. It was amazing. She is amazing. Yeah, she it's like is just perfect amazing. tone and everything. Oh, man, oh man. Yeah. Nine oh seven. Thanks to uh, Kathy Raymond and uh, Amy and Grace, uh, Lake Centipede VNA Visiting Nurse Association. Yeah, that was that was nice. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and and Amy, um, again, it was her mom that was in hospice. She's singing along with Gracie. They're having a right, ball. Right. And it's just wow. Yeah. And I get Grace doing the whole thing and. Yeah, you'd think okay hospice we're on death watch it's well, going to be somber yeah. i mean i think and that's the impression that a lot of people have yeah. you know it's just okay this is end of life you know this is just managing pain i want margaritaville i want i want buffett songs <laughs> right. played hello well, i mean just mixing in some of that joy yeah. you know and just having some you know some happy memories in the end stages you know i mean that's yeah. huge you can't you can't dwell uh, no you, you can't know? so uh and what was the website uh lake dot org. there you go yeah uh for hospice or uh, other um, or just visiting nurses, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, responsibilities. Right. Uh, great crew, great crew. Oh yeah, they're and, great people. Uh, and they'll be back. I, I like the live entertainment though. That was yeah, that was, was nice. Yeah, we, nice. Could, we got to schedule that every week. Yeah, yeah. wow, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, Red Sox tonight uh, going to try to even the card. Right now they're down. Uh, they've got four game series. Uh, they dropped the first two, lost last night six to five to the Blue Jays. Up at the Rogers Center in uh, Ontario. Uh, if they win tonight and tomorrow, yay, Lisa will come out with a split. That's all I care about. Don't slide any further downhill. Right. Uh, but first pitch tonight is at 7.07, and uh, first pitch uh, tomorrow will be at 3.07, afternoon game. Yep. And you can hear all the action on Newstalk 99.7 WNTK, AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. And thank you to uh, some of our many, many uh, loyal Red Sox sponsors, including but not limited to Colonial Pharmacy in New London, Rocky's Ace Hardware in New London, HP Roofing in White River Junction, Bubba's Bar and Grill in Newbury, Key Chevrolet in White River Junction, Stiefel Nicholas in New London, Top Stitch Embroidery in Lebanon, and Estate Wildlife Control in Canaan. Thank you, thank you, thank you to mm-hmm. all of you. Appreciate it, and uh, we will we will turn this puppy around. You know, yeah, it's still early. Yeah, yeah. People, you know, you gotta get things felt out and. I know, but you know, Tweaked. You, you get on one of those things where the world is falling apart. You want the home team. I know. You want something to <laughs> right. cheer for. Just you give know? me something. Yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> Let the Red Sox sweep, and they're winning. Okay, Ukraine's right. going to hell, and and China, and the and the border, and yeah, yeah. But the Red Sox are winning. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, the Celtics are winning. Okay. Hey, give good, me something. something. Yeah. I know. Uh, but you know that's uh, sports is a distraction. It is a hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Take me away from all the stuff that's going on mm-hmm. in the news. I hate what. And I was I, I have always been a news junkie, um, because I've worked uh, advertising agencies. I've worked politics. Mm-hmm. You live and die by what's going on. What's going on? Right. And I hate it now. 
It's like really. Well, I think especially when you when you're in the industry, yeah, it becomes so overwhelming, yeah, because you just deal with it so often that it's just you just get fried. Well, and then you get people that um, colleagues, yep. that are no longer content to just report the news; they want to influence the news. Mm. And you're like, hey, back off, mm, right? You know, yeah. it's like uh, that that person that is trying to pass you on the highway, mm. and you're like. Did you not do driver's ed? Right. And now you take it upon yourself to educate them? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, no, just report the news. Stop right. inflecting the eyebrow and yeah. dropping the voice. Well, that's, a, why, yeah. come on. I mean, that's why people distrust the news. There you go. You know? You know? It's not just news anymore. Just just, just report it. Yeah. Uh, people are basic, I, I believe people are basically intelligent. If you give them the facts, they will arrive at a logical conclusion. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to draw them there, and then if they realize, oh, I see what you're doing to me. No. Well, no, no. You need to. I don't need. No. Just give me the damn news, Mm -hmm. and I'll decide what I want from it. Right. But, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, there's. I I can't even think of a single non-biased national news entity, honestly. um, No. Yeah. No. It just doesn't exist anywhere. No. And they try to. I mean. Yeah. I mean, you always see the new one pop up here and there, and. Yeah, it's yeah. just a flash in the pan, and well, and, and what, what was it? CNN? Who was the one? Oh, the, the streaming one. Yeah, yeah, the tank. CNN. Yeah, I think yeah. it was on for what six months. Yeah, if even, and then yeah. it just yeah. yeah. No, it's it's the Clinton News Network. You know, yeah. I mean, just come on. Yeah, um, I know. Um, so yeah, I understand what. But the problem is, I mean, look at uh, local news uh, newspapers. They're tanking. Mm. They're, they're hard to get revenue because yeah. people are going twitter or they're going on right. their phones and which know. is concerning yeah i know it concerns me that people go to social media for news yeah i know you know because it's just I mean, all you're getting is a headline and and a couple of well and that's the biggest problem is that people read the headline which is made to be clickbait essentially and then don't actually read the substance of the article which generally has almost nothing to do with the title of the headline and then when they, the story. they sit there and they they parrot you the headline right and you're going yeah i got that yeah did you read the article did, okay no second paragraph down <laughs> right. it says it's right. not true no, right oh i didn't see that well yeah yeah, yeah. but you've now told 20 people yeah it's, it's it's you know it's, it's like if you go to drudge report or something i mean like all the headlines are very ominous and you know everything's awful and then you know you actually read the articles and it's not as bad as it seems you know but that's not what sells no no if it bleeds it leads yep that's unfortunately where we are these days it it really is it really is i know wow um not a not a bad uh weather day today um yeah it's just overcast for the most part yeah doesn't look like a lot of rain though no um uh, i don't know we got some out of it last night yeah, not a lot. Nope. Um, Maybe like a quarter inch. But I need um, I need it to keep the grass wet. I don't want to hear about forest fire dangers mm-hmm. um, because that'll be coming um, soon enough. Yeah. But no, today, um, actually today, temperature is going to be 47. Uh, could be a little breezy today. I think today's uh, a cold day. Uh, yeah, well, well, just kind of slowly warm up toward the weekend. Um, I think. Yeah, uh, high of forty-two tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never uh, mind. Um, but windy, uh, clouds and sun. High is going to be forty-two. It's not going to feel like forty-two. Mm. Friday, forty-six, cloudy. Winds are going to be dying down. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, a high of forty-nine. Uh-huh. Sunday, fifty-nine. Uh, okay. Monday, sixty-two. All right. So, so we're getting there. Yep. yep. So I'll keep the wood stove going for a few more days. Yeah. Uh, not in the yacht yet. Yeah, I know. 
Nine fourteen is the time. We'll take a break. Back on the other side with more. All you big and burly men who roll the trucks along, better listen. You'll be thankful when you hear my song. You have really got it made if you're hauling goods any place on earth but those Hainesville woods. It's a stretch of road up north in Maine that's never, ever, ever seen a smile. If they buried all the truckers lost in them woods, there'd be a tombstone every mile. Ah, yes. Count them all. The late, great Dick Curlis. Main boy, sing about Tombstone Every Mile, the Haynesville Woods. And I, I've driven that section of Maine over the years, and yep, he's right. It's, it's an ugly, ugly stretch of road. 919 is the time with something that is not ugly. It brings a little breath of sunshine to your radio. What? <laughs> Jess is back with us from the Henniker Farm and Country Store. Hey, Sunshine, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. So, yeah, it's a gray day. We need we need a little of your uh, uh, brightness out here. Deal. Uh, yeah, the sun is shining in Henniker. It's really nice. Oh wow! No, not not in the studio. Yeah. All right. Oh. So, give me give me good news. I, I want to get outside. It's kind of raw today, but you, you know I could do it. Oh, you definitely can. Yeah, no, we have a, you can get outside, get your lawns ready for, you can fertilize, you can put lime down, get ready for some uh, grass seed, or you can get ready to start planting. We just had a, a delivery from Pleasant View here with some flowers and perennials, and we have a ginormous truck of perennials coming tomorrow, so. Ooh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. How about vegetables? Veggies, we do have some veggies in already. We have coal crops. Um, we've got collards. We have Brussels sprouts, broccoli, let, a bunch of lettuces. Uh, we have celery, different kales. Okay. I, we've got a lot. I, I got to ask, um, does yeah. anybody really eat Brussels sprouts? Um, the people do. I do not either. Yeah, see, I don't either. I, I just, I, I don't get it. But uh, I mean, I love cabbage, and they're like little cabbages, I guess, but I don't know. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Yeah, they're really good for you, but yeah, I'm not adventurous, so I don't eat them either. No, no. But, but we do have them. We have. We just got in some really nice herb bowls Ooh. that can stay inside right on your kitchen counter, your dining room table, uh, so you can grow herbs inside. I think the trio. Um, oh, yeah, we've got some lettuce bowls. The last is the same thing. There's like eight or nine lettuce plants in this bowl that you can keep right inside. Ooh. So we got strawberries. Our jumbo strawberry six packs. So our people poppies. Our poppies are beautiful. Are people really, uh, you know, getting squirrely? They they want to get out. They want to plant. They want to do stuff now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, with this weather, it's it is great, great weather to get outside to do stuff. Because even though it's kind of gloomy and, and overcast, uh, this type of weather is great for for planting or getting your beds ready or. Um, fertilizing liming because the rain helps get all of that right into the ground instead of sitting on top for a little while yeah and there's a little breeze so if there are any black flies out they're going to be held at bay yep and even if you do have black flies we have um, the white mountain insect repellent for that we have the yaya so we have stuff to combat that even so hey now uh i've got my dogs on the 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 pills uh for tick flea and tick um should i put a, a flea collar on a tick collar on you know on top of that 
You can. So, like, the Soresto collars that I always usually recommend, those are all external. Um, so it all attaches to the oils in the coat. It's nothing internally and within the bloodstream. So you, it won't hurt them. Oh, okay. I, I'm just, you mm-hmm. know, I figure it's going to be another one of those years for ticks. And anything I can do to get them off the dogs and keep them from latching on. Yep, yep, yeah, your repellents are usually more effective because then you can repel them right away so they don't even come into the house. Um, but we do a lot with the Soresto collars and a lot with the Yaya Kick Bam sprays. Hey, so, so. When, I, when I'm planning, uh, if I'm working a bed now, uh, I take your, uh, you've got what, State of Maine stuff? Coast of Maine? Yeah, yeah Coast of Maine products. We have, the, we have pretty much, I think, their entire line now. We do the entire Black Gold line. We have the Jolly Gardener line. We do some Moodoo out of Vermont. Uh, we do the Happy Frog Fox Farm line that we sell a lot of. It's organic as well. All right. So yeah, now's a good time to start getting all those in. So if I'm if I'm working my uh, my garden now and I'm rototilling it and I put a few bags of that stuff in, uh, how how much how often do I have to go back and and keep side dressing? Uh, you know, once stuff starts coming up, or is that good for the season, or do I get a few extra bags so, and side dress? Yep. So it's definitely a good idea to side dress. I believe they say once you put the soil in the ground and mix it in, the nutrients are good there for approximately three months. Um, so it usually, obviously, our growing season's a lot longer. So it's definitely a good idea to keep adding throughout the season, especially in the hot months, to help keep them with the nutrients. Um, or some people will do a liquid fertilizer when they're really bearing fruit towards the end of the season. So it comes down to a, per- a personal preference, really. Huh. Okay. Yep. All right. But yeah, they say usually like the manures and the compost is usually good for about three months before they suck up all the nu- more or less the majority of the nutrients. So I'm not going to hurt it if I side dress? Nope, not at all. Nope. So a lot of people will do that, add more to the top um, and then water, and then it kind of the nutrients will go down and it mixes in. Yeah, I do that on the potatoes um, because yep. as I start hilling the potatoes, uh, then I'll side dress when I know uh, there yep. there are potatoes coming. Just trying to help you know fatten them up and get some size. Yep, absolutely. Hmm. All right, the bigger the better. All right, sounds like a plan. Uh, how you doing on ducks and chickens? Oh, we're doing good. We got a load of uh, baby extra chicks coming in uh, the end of next week. Same with ducklings. I have extra Cayuga and well Harlequin ducklings that will be available that are sexed for females. Um, so yeah, we'll have a bunch of extra chicks next week. Extra meat birds. How many are you taking off the truck? Um, the ducklings, probably whatever's left over. <laughs> but the chicks, I got some extras last month, so I don't know if I need any more. Oh, come on, kiddo. There's needs and wants. I don't need them, but I want a couple. <laughs> right. I'll do extra. I'll do um, meat birds because I, I am going to raise some meat birds this year. Because oh. uh, you can't beat fresh chicken by no. any means. No. How, how, uh, how long do you have to raise them? Um, it depends. On average, uh, the regular Cornish, so the white ones, are about eight, eight-ish weeks. It really depends, too, on how big you want your birds. I usually personally push them to around nine weeks, nine and a half weeks, because I want a bigger bird. Um, I usually dress out my hens are usually around the nine-pound mark, and my cockerels I can get at, like, around the ten-pound ten mark. So I like to, to push them that extra week. Um and I make sure that they just stay healthy throughout the way. And if they don't, then I just butcher them early. But wow. at the end of the day, it really depends on how big you want your bird. Yeah, I got you. All right. So, mm-hmm. so business good down at Henneke Farm and Country Store? Oh, yeah. We've been very busy. 
Oh, that's good. I see. Yeah. Uh, I go into some stores and I see your sweatshirts, uh, people wearing them around. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's always good. We appreciate the support by all means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, wow, look at that. It's, it's got a legion of fans out there. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Well, look, stay well. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Jess. Bye, guys. Go see Jess at the Henniker Farm and Country Store, Route 114 North in Henniker. You can't miss her. Uh, just stand there, and you'll hear her talking about something. Um, but, you know, and, and she's told me stories. People come up, and they see this you know, uh, vertically challenged girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not tall. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what? And she looks young. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's blonde. So they'll say, you know, I need this and this and this and she'll go oh okay could you go get your mom or dad and then <laughs> she's like mm. yeah <laughs> that kid knows more about ag and oh yeah yeah i mean no um do not do not sell her short yeah the girl knows stuff so uh she's a wealth of knowledge um especially when it comes to uh, dog nutrition and mm-hmm. she, she's taking uh classes on that she's really sharp cooking yeah she was talking a few weeks ago when i was on with Jeannie about uh cat food and buying it from uh there's a country in asia but i guess it's just because they're they're uh much more stringent on the protein content oh, and okay. it versus filler content as america actually america that she said is like the lowest quality food swell <laughs> which is not what you'd think mm, yeah, yeah i know you'd think i know yeah no like i said do not sell the kid short she's no. sharp cooking mm-hmm. um and her, her folks her family have been involved in 4-h and ag for a year they know what they're talking yeah. about so yeah. swing on down if you haven't been there henniker farm and country store route 114 north in henniker tom we sent you down 928 we're taking a break back on the other side with more Yep, you hear that. You know, you know what's in store. It's our pleasure to welcome back, as we do every week, just about this time, from the U.S. Marshal Service, District of New Hampshire, Deputy U.S. Marshal Jeff White. Hey, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Living the dream. How about you? Oh, that's the lie. I tell myself every day. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I hear you. Hey, it's what gets us through. It's almost believable. Hey, uh, almost believable. This week's uh, Future of the Week, uh, I have not seen this category, Strong Arm Robbery. What, how do we define strong-arm robbery? Strong-arm robbery is usually uh, by force of violence without a weapon, per se. Uh, but I, I believe it's just a threat of violence, uh, you know, and intimidation. So that, oh, okay. that's the case uh, in the Manchester uh, uh, robbery and the assault over in Portsmouth. Uh, in some of the pictures, it appears that he has a firearm on him, which I'm glad he did not pull that firearm. So... But the, uh, you know, obviously march him up as armed and dangerous, violent tendencies, just based on these charges. You know, strong arm robbery and assault times seven, uh, breach of bail, uh, trespass. He's, he's got a litany of charges going on. Uh, from everything we've heard, he's heavily using narcotics and uh, using steroids. So uh, pretty unstable character right now that we want to try to get off the street. Wow. All right. And, and the name of this uh, Fugitive of the Week is? Uh, this is Matthew L. Stevenson. He's a uh, 40... Uh, 41-year-old male. 
He's six feet tall, 210 pounds, has green eyes, brown hair, has a very large tattoo on his back, which uh, appears to be just a spine piece and some wings extending off of his back. And those wings extend all the way to the back of his arms, his upper arms and uh, bicep area. And you can see that in one of the photos, the surveillance photo, you can see the end of the wings yep. uh, wrapping all the way down to his elbow. So a pretty uh, substantial tattoo that will stick out to a lot of people. Uh, he has a lot of ties over in the uh, Seacoast area, all the way up to Rochester, Dover, Summersworth area, and obviously down to Portsmouth, and then again over to Manchester. So uh, just based on his uh, lack of stableness right now, he is definitely uh, considered armed and dangerous with extreme violent tendencies, definitely not somebody you want to approach, and we're hoping somebody can point us in the right direction so we can get him off the street. Now, uh, the... the uh uh, warrants were issued out of Portsmouth and out of Manchester. Uh, did they approach you and say, hey, we'd like the U.S. Marshals help in this? Uh, we actually have been working a little bit with uh, Rockingham County on this and as well as Portsmouth PD. And then we had found out after the Portsmouth incident, there was an additional incident in Manchester. Manchester Police Department is assigned to our task force full time. So we uh, we do work very closely with them. So they uh, bring these cases to us and we ask them if they want help. And they... Uh, always are willing to take that extra hand so that's why we're here gotcha okay uh and who's the case agent on this one case agent on this is one of our task force officers out of stratford county it's uh, tfo carlson and you can reach out to him at our main number at 603-225-1632 or you can go right on the poster click on the link that says web tip that'll send us an anonymous email or you can text the word nh tip followed by any information to the phone number tip 411 Completely anonymous. We don't need you to go to court. We don't need you to testify against Mr. Stevenson in any way. Uh, your name's not going to go anywhere. It's just a matter of if we need to find him. Uh, you can give us as little or as much information as possible. We've worked with a, a blue car, a, you know, a small store, a brown house on the corner of a certain street. Uh, you'd be amazed at the little piece of information that we get that actually helps us. So nothing is too small. We'll gladly take it and uh, let us do our job. You know, and somebody like this, armed and dangerous, violent tendencies, you really want to see them off the street. You really do. It's the type of person you don't want to bump into, especially where he's being unstable right now. Uh, you never know what he, his reaction is going to be to anybody on the street or in a store or, you know, even a loved one, a friend, a neighbor. Uh, with someone like that, I want to get him off the street as soon as possible. If he sees this, hears this, uh, wants to do the right thing, we encourage that. So one way or the other, he needs to go in front of a judge, and whether it's we have to track him down and get him there, or if he wants to come in and uh, do the right thing, we'd be grateful for that too. Wow. Well, I hope uh, I hope we get a capture on this one or a surrender. Either either works for me. It's it's a case closure. I don't care what happens. It's just a matter of uh, getting it taken care of. So All right. One way or the other. We'll see what we can do to help you, my friend. Thank you very much, Peter. And uh, hopefully it's been a little bit of a lull without any captures to report. I know we uh, went overdrive for the past month, but yep. uh, uh, hopefully next week we'll have some good news for you, and uh, hopefully we'll have some news about Mr. Stevenson as well. Just hearing you call us is good news, Jeff. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> it is good news for me, too. That means I woke up, so we're good. All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. See ya. Jeff White, U.S. Marshal Service District of New Hampshire. You can go to our Facebook page, WNTK, and you can eyeball Matthew L. Stevenson, the uh, Fugitive of the Week. And uh, if you have any information, you heard it, uh, you can uh, report anything anonymously at 603-225-1632. Or you can submit a web tip or text NHTIP with any information to tip 411. 9.38 is the time. We'll take a break. Back with more.
9.42 is the time. Jumping Jack Flash. It's a gas, gas, gas. Well, I was looking at Politico yesterday, and what to my wondering eyes did I see? But uh, a gentleman that I know quoted in Politico, and I went, wow, this guy was nothing before I knew him. And now look at him. <laughs> quoted in all the national publications. Man, I'm, I'm so happy to be attached to your star, Mike. <laughs> Talk about a gas, 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 huh? <laughs> Mike Dennehy, political <laughs> operative and swell dresser, bon vivant, all that stuff. Nice to his mother, um, is is joining oh, us. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, so, um, yeah, you were say, you were uh, they were trying to take some shots at Sununu, um, and you're kind of saying, really, the guy's running sixty five percent favorability rating. You really think that's going to work? Yeah, it's you know it's funny. Ever since um, uh, Peter, as you know, is, uh, ever since uh, Sununu got a little crazy on that at that gridiron dinner, um, uh, he's been the national media has been all over him, which I think is partly why he did it. Frankly, uh, to, to get some national media attention, and he certainly has has gotten it. Um, and so, you know, this talk, is, is Trump really going to, is uh, Trump or his folks going to try and find someone to run against him? Um, and what are the chances of that really even, uh, um, you know, finding someone and then being successful? Uh, I think we both know the answer to that. It's, a, it's just, it's a very difficult uh, endeavor because, Kristen Unu, I mean, there are certainly people who are frustrated on both sides of the aisle with him. Um, but, you know, that's why he's doing very well with independence. Yeah. Uh, he, but, you can't, but finding someone to run against him and, and win is, is just going to be very, very difficult unless you have, frankly, unless you have someone who can come in with two, three, four million dollars and, uh, and then start pushing buttons that, that will go after him on certain things. But that's still tough to do because he has done a good job governing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so who's going to run on the Democratic side? Tom? Yeah. Uh, yes, that's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, Tom Sherman. So, okay. Yeah. And I know most people are going, who? You know? Uh, so you you got to start with who? Uh, that's a long yeah, road to exactly hoe. exactly right. And, it and, is. and, and, it and is. On, the, on the Republican side, uh, you've got a token opposition, Karen Testerman. Karen's thrown her hat on the ring. Yep. Yep. And there's another there's another candidate, Thad uh, uh, Riley. Yep. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Super nice guy from uh, from Rockingham County, uh, Brentwood. And uh, but but again, you just. When you don't have money, it's extremely difficult to make a case. You just can't get your message out. Yeah, no, good point. Good point. And yeah, so it's uh, and, and Sununu continues to, you know, to to manage things effectively, and especially through this through this last legislative legislative session, and uh, you know, keeping keeping a close eye on the budget and. Um, uh, and all the departments, and, and, and things are going well, obviously, in New Hampshire that he can control. Now, on a national level, obviously, we wish things were different. Well, yeah, I know. But uh, now, now will, will the uh, lack of a redistricting <laughs> plan bite him? 
Well, I think that's one area, um, uh, Peter, that he is that Pete that Republicans are frustrated with him on. Uh, so, uh, but that, but that's a, it's just such inside baseball stuff. So I don't think it will bite him. Uh, but, uh, but we need a redistricting plan and we need it soon or there's going to be problems, obviously. Yeah, true. Um, I was looking at I was looking at uh, Politico today. I don't know if you saw it or if you've gone dark for a couple of days. Uh, but New, Ham- <laughs> New Hampshire starts with a lead for first place on Dems' twenty twenty four voting calendar. Uh, it says we're the leading contender to replace Iowa at the top of the heap because they haven't ditched Iowa yet. But chances are pretty good they're yep. they're going, and and New Hampshire yeah. has gone second. But um, you know, we we say in our uh, in our little bylaws that oh, by the way, New Hampshire has to go ahead of everybody. Period. And yeah, and the Dems don't really want to take that on. Yeah, and you, and you know, Peter, we have gone through this. Uh, I gosh, since my first since I first got into politics in the early nineties, I, I worked with Bill Gardner to help uh, help save the 1996 presidential primary when Arizona tried Arizona tried to steal it in 1996 yep, yep. Delaware tried Del- Delaware tried to steal it in 2000 um, uh, and, and ever since then it's been it's been in jeopardy uh, I, I'm not convinced that the National Democrats are going to give New Hampshire the lead off state. But I, I am convinced that New Hampshire will hold the leadoff contest. The question is whether the Democrats sanction it um, as the leadoff state. But, but as you noted, our law is very clear. We have to go first by seven days over any other state. Yep, yep. And, you know, the, uh, Nevada, uh, uh, Harry, Harry Reid was pushing that for a while, uh, that we're more, yeah. we're more diverse— uh, and uh, oh, by the way, we're a big, big union state. So trying to push two, yeah. two hot buttons. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And you know the the thing about I, I know obviously several states are so annoyed that New Hampshire's held the first in the nation primary, but you can't take away the fact that we have an overwhelming. Uh, uh, number of people, 80%, who vote in the presidential primary. And uh, they are very, they educate themselves uh, to, to, to a fault. I mean, look, you know, I'm sure Joe Biden doesn't like it because he came in fifth place. But, but that's, you know, that's what people thought of him. And, and now I don't think he'd even get fifth place. He'd probably get tenth well, out of nine. I, 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 think for the, I think for the people who voted and put Joe Biden in fifth place, they said, we're putting him in fifth place because we see flaws in his plan, in his yes. in his character, blah, blah, blah. And now, yep. now that it's yep. actually coming out, they're going, see, that's why we voted him in fifth place. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think New, I really think New Hampshire should keep its place in the, in, in the process just because of that. <laughs> yeah, well, and New Hampshire, I mean, it's a big retail political state. It's retail politics at its it best, man. I mean, if there's an outhouse opening, you know, they're going to be there cutting the ribbon for the outhouse opening. I mean, that's what you do, you know? 
That's right. That's right. And, you know, see, that's the thing I do. I do think, Peter, that gets lost sometimes in this whole thing. You know, the Democrats talk about diversity and the importance of diversity. What about the importance of campaigning one-on-one with people? And, uh, and let's, there are, New Hampshire does, <clears throat> is diverse in many ways. But equally as important is the ability to connect one-on-one. If you're having the first nation primary be the state of California or, or the state of New York or Illinois, uh, well, then you're never going to meet a single voter. It's going to all be the amount of money you can raise and spend on TV, and that's it. Is that really what we want? No. No. No, not at all. Not at all. And I, I, John Lynch, uh, former governor, was quoted in the Politico story, uh, said that uh, New Hampshire— uh, is required in state law to go a week before any other presidential primary contest. So he said, you know, if it means holding it on Thanksgiving week, well, that's when we that's when that's we got to do it. So that's what we'll do it. Yeah. So yep. whether the DNC yep. wants to play that game or not, I don't know. That's right. But that's I, right. I, I just get tired of hearing, you know, New Hampshire, you're too white. It's like seriously. Yeah. I, I mean, I know. We, know it. We're we're just as concerned about immigration. As as anybody who's red, green, brown, yellow, what whatever, okay, that's right, or, or taxes, yeah. or or the Ukraine, or whatever, we all face the same things. What's the problem? That's right. Yeah. It's, why why are we going to start basing our elections on race? I mean, talk about racism. Yeah, no, that's the perfect de- definition of it. And why? So we don't we don't get to have an early primary because we aren't. Yeah. Black or brown enough. But people, people care about the same things. That's why. And that's why Joe Biden's approval rating is 35 percent in New Hampshire. Yeah. And it's 35 percent in California. It doesn't matter right now because everyone, everyone wants and needs the same thing. Yeah, and that's economic security. Uh, uh, that, you know, that's national security. Uh, that's why the, the issue with the border is so overwhelmingly um, uh, disastrous and on the top of people's mind. That's what people want to have. They, that's the number one issue right now. And it doesn't matter what state you live in. I'm in. Or what color you are. No, I get it. I yeah. really do. So are all the, are all the players in uh, for U.S. Senate, for Congress, for governor? Uh, are, can we start eyeballing people, or there's still some people in the wings waiting to be waiting to be dragged in? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's totally certain, um, uh, Peter. For a couple of reasons. First, the redistricting for the congressional districts—that's going to, I think, play a big role. I, I know there's some other people looking at the congressional second congressional district, looking at getting in, depending on where that ends up. If it's going to be competitive. Yeah, but you, but you don't. You, you, Republicans. You, but you could still run for second Congo, even if you live in first Congo. Yeah, yeah, you could, and and especially if it gets monkeyed with so much, right? That 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 you're absolutely right. That that may end up happening. But uh, you know, in an ideal world, you want to live in the district you're representing. Yeah. It's just that much easier. I get it. Um, yeah, but but you're right. No, you're right. And, and you know what? I think if someone cares that much, they could obviously move to the district also, even though. Uh, but so, but but I think it's more with the second district, Peter, because right now, I would consider it competitive still, even though it leans heavily Democrat, just because of the political environment we're in. Um, 
And in 2016, Jim Lawrence only lost by 3%. So, uh, and he didn't run a big campaign. So I, I think it's competitive right now. So if it, if it, it really just depends on where it ends up. Hmm. Uh, on the U.S. Senate race, I think uh, there's talk that there's going to be one more person entering uh, the race, this woman, Wendy Long. Uh, we'll see if that happens or not. She was at the Republican State Convention uh, this past weekend. Yep. She spoke, and, and she didn't mention that she was one. So, uh, but there's also <laughs> that, that uh, this guy, Vikram, uh, whose last name I can't pronounce. If um, there was talk, oh, th- there's talk that he is getting into the race, but he didn't show up at the Republican convention. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so it's so it's a little hard to say, but clearly, um, you know, my guy Kevin Smith and then Chuck Morris and Don Boldick are definitely in it. They've been running at it. The Don, of course, has been running for three years. So it's uh, those three are, are running hard. Yeah, and I, I got Kevin to say if he drags Craig Benson out on the trail with him, they're going to come up to the studio and uh, uh, come up. Yes, I heard you talk to my friend Craig Benson. Yep, yep. So uh, now yep. Uh, Craig, uh, Craig sounded like he was warming to the idea of getting back out on the hustings. <laughs> yes, I think, uh, yeah, he goes out occasionally. Uh, and he's uh, he's always good when he goes out, I you mentioned the events he went to for Kevin a few weeks ago, and um, you know he's a little rusty, but he's still he's still passionate for New Hampshire. Amen. Uh, well, look, uh, we miss you in New Hampshire, but we'll try to keep the lid on things till you get home. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. All right, I'll no, be th- home in a couple of days. All right, give my best to mom and have a great time, and uh, we'll see you when you get back in the state. Thanks, Peter. You're a good man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Mike Dennehy, a political consultant from uh, Dennehy and Boulay. I keep trying to get him to change it to Den- Dennehy, Boulay, and St. James. But, you know, uh, Mike's on board with it. I'm not sure about it. One day at a time. Yeah, well, I know. We might get there. Good, good point. Yeah. Uh, but Mike is a uh, political consultant and was quoted yesterday in um, Politico. I had to track him down in Florida. You know? But you found him. Uh, hey, I got phone numbers for everybody, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's uh, in what witness protection for a couple days uh, and then he'll be back in the state but uh now mike's uh we've been around the block with candidates f- together for years yeah um and you know uh i've got friends that are democratic operatives republican operatives mm-hmm. you play the game long enough you, you, it, it's pointless to hate each other so then you sit down and have a drink going hey who wrote this thing in the speech? That was nice. Yeah, I just got to snap you for that. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, we figured we'd make you work. Uh, and, you know, somebody wins, somebody loses. You guys are friends at the end of the campaign. Right. You know? Yeah. I always wonder if that was the case with, like, opposing lawyers during legal, you know, things. If, if they just, like, after the session, they just kind of chat. And, A lot of times, yeah. Yeah. I've seen uh, politicians at the state house. You see them on Channel Nine or uh, Boston TV, and they're rah, 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 they're shrill. Right. Then you walk across the street, the Barley House. They're knocking back drinks. Yeah. Hey, how they're like? <laughs> they're right. pretty good. You know, it's like you know, they know who they're playing to. Right. So yeah, take it with a grain of salt. I know. Uh, there, there was one guy um, I used to know. He had a uh, was always carrying a briefcase. Yep. And uh, somebody uh, said, "Hey." Channel Nine's downstairs. They want to talk to you. All right, all right. Hang on. Upstairs, second floor men's room. Opens the briefcase. Got a blow dryer. <laughs> Had his hair. Went to him, went to him. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, he just knew 
Oh, you caught me off guard. I'm, I'm in a hurry. You're right. In a hurry? You just did your hair. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, it's just, you know, you, you play the game long it's enough. The you game, see the yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But they all put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you and me. You know? That's true. It's, it's whatever. They're just people. Just people. People who need people. Oh. Barbara Streisand. Why am I thinking of that? Uh, Red Sox uh, today, 7.07 first pitch. Uh, Going to try to eh, get back on the winning side against Toronto. They had the number. Uh, 7.07 tonight and a 3.07 game uh, tomorrow. Mm. And if we can walk out of Toronto at 500, I'll take it. Then we're going to Camden Yards. Hopefully beat the snot out of them yeah <laughs> get a few games uh, once one step at a time right. we get new stock 99.7 wntk am 1490 fm 98.9 wuvr you catch the game tonight 707 back tomorrow have a great day